Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. For this week. Hey, I, I'm I'm happy you got through yeah, it, Kat. Thanks. I'm gonna give myself a round of applause. I, I kind of can't believe it. Yeah. Um. I know it was a, a malicious choice. <laughs> it um, wasn't. It was. Wasn't. No. You you said <laughs> it was payback. In some sense. Um, but. Sick retaliation, some might say, to my evil bomb. And I'm a little disappointed, to be honest. But <laughs> that I didn't die? Yeah, I don't know. I thought somebody might yell at me. I oh. wasn't even sure if Kevin could handle these, to be honest. I was what? considering. Are you kidding me? Everyone's Some self-mutilation fine. after I watching this I don't know. I, was, I had my hopes up. But, you know, that's this is why we do it. I just really I realized that I like torture. I like torture. <laughs> there, I said it. I- Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent, here with Kevin, Kat, and Dave. Hello. 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 Hi. Follow us on Instagram at Speak All Evil Pod and rate and review, please, wherever you listen. If you like the podcast, this week with Japan from Love, I have chosen two Japanese horror movies centered on romance and relationships, starting with the 2009 film called Grotesque. This is available free on Tubi. Or you can rent it on Prime. This is written and directed by Koji Shirashi. Don't know if I'm uh... Shiraishi. Shiraishi. He's done like twenty indie horror films. Probably best known, I think, still for Noari: The Curse from two thousand and five. But he's done a bunch of other really interesting stuff we can talk about, including uh, this guy did a segment of the opening ceremony of the twenty twenty Olympics, the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hard okay. to believe watching Grotesque. Uh-huh. I don't know how. <laughs> yes. This was a long time ago. I don't know how he went from here to... But like I said, he's done tons of other stuff too. This is a very simple story. Um, a couple, a young couple, are on their first date, and it's going very well. They seem to like each other, and uh, it's pretty heartwarming. And then they are suddenly abducted right off the street by a guy in a van who knocks them out, and they wake up tied to uh, like big exam tables, but the tables are vertically positioned so they're almost like crucified against these tables that move around. They can be horizontal, they can be vertical. And they wake up and a mad doctor is there and he tells them that what they need to do is show him some excitement. They need to show him some real zest for life, some real will to live. And if they excite him enough, he will let them go. Then begins the torture. Mm. Uh, I would say this is pretty solidly in the torture porn <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. This is no hostile. This is no saw. If you thought those movies were hard, <laughs> you don't know from hard. This is uh, Torno. I, I, I saw somebody call it Torno. Oh. Kind of okay. a little easier, I guess. I love this movie. This is, um, I don't know, there's something very touching about the way the relationship, the central relationship involves, and there are only three characters in the movie, and they are named, at least two of them are named, but they don't. I don't think the names are said at any point. So it's just man, woman, mad doctor, torturer. That's it. Takes a couple twists and a couple turns. I had not seen this before, and uh, I'm really interested to check out a little more of Shiryashi's work. I'm not that familiar. Very excited to uh, hear what people thought of Grotesque. I'd just like to comment on how disgustingly giddy you seem to be 
He's glowing. This week. Yeah, I feel <laughs> yeah, like you're just like... He's glowing. You're he's pregnant. You're living your best <laughs> life right now. And it hurts me a little bit because I just feel the exact opposite way. But I don't want to take that away from you. You know, we got to... You, gotta, you know, <laughs> That's the thing, Kat. It's, like, it's like he just this, fell in love. It's like a perma smile. It's just like in my periffs right now. Um... <laughs> I watched the other movie that we had this week first, so I watched them in reverse uh, chronological order, and I I started watching it. And I was like, okay, like this isn't that bad. Yeah, there's like some some gore or whatever. You've like, seen torture plenty of times. Yeah, on the show. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, I know Trent's just trying to get me back for picking the evil bong last week, you know. But I don't really think he he didn't really do it. I was very wrong when I started watching uh, watching this this doozy of a film. I think this one was a tad worse uh, than the last one uh, when it comes to the subject matter and the gore and kind of the psychological. What'd you say? It was like a romance? The love story. The love yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Relationship love story. I would put this in the fucked up gore category. Uh, personally, the torno, which I think is my new favorite uh, my new favorite term. There were some psychological games in this one, for sure. The doc It's funny, because you didn't know he was a doctor, I feel like, until you got to like the doctory parts. Right. You know? Right. One of the fucked up things, I think, personally, one of them, is that he was able to heal the wounds that he caused, you know? Not even, like, you know, in the hospital, like we, we see eventually, but just right on the spot. He's like, well, let me just plug that hole up real quick with this anti- septic or biotic or anti whatever and like some you know some saran wrap um so that was the moment when i was like ooh, that was like five minutes 10 minutes and maybe 12 i don't know i lost this was only an hour long an hour 15 maybe felt like a, a real eternity and not just because of the ads because i did watch it for free on tubi i thought the love story was interesting the trauma brought the, them together you know yeah I feel like I'm kind of just floating right now because I can't really think about this movie. I watched it, and I think I'm just trying to let it kind of leave my brain. So I don't have a whole lot of like deep things to say about it. I did watch the whole thing. I didn't press, I didn't press uh, the five second button at all. Uh, Tubi's thirty seconds. So yeah, you so been flying. Through I would have been flying. Sure, I wasn't sure you would make it. It is a shorter film. It's seventy-seven mm-hmm. minutes. And I, I was questioning whether you would just come in here and quit the podcast and um, ask what's wrong with me. And I, you know, I think I'm turning a new, new year, new me. You know what I mean? It is 2023. <laughs> um, I did text Kevin and tell him that I, I was gonna, I was thinking about breaking up with you this week. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, this is why we do it. I think I pick really nice, fun palate cleansing movies. Same. And <laughs> you feel like you pick fun palate yeah, cleanser. It's a palate movies? cleanser for me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And that's why this is a love story right here, pal. <laughs> this is it. It's going to end a lot like grotesque or brutal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did, uh, I watched grotesque and then I did text Kat and I was like worried about her. So I said, hey, look, like you can just read the wiki and take some <laughs> notes and I will not tell on you. I appreciate it. And to that. her credit. White knight over here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Here, so here's the thing. I mean, we've watched some hard stuff on this podcast. But it's been Trent, 
Dave myself. Mm-hmm. So what I realized watching these movies is that we know like when you're going to go on vacation, when you're taking some PTO. Yeah. We kind of prep ourselves, or at least I do. I think I prep myself. All right, we're going to get into some really messed up stuff this week. Yeah. Well, we we didn't do that this week, so I kind of went into this like, oh, just just another week. <laughs> These movies fucking rocked me. It was <laughs> like you know, especially coming off Evil Bong and just like the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Yeah, I was not prepared. These got to me a lot more than the hard stuff that we watch usually does. I think just because it's out of context, like mentally, I'm always like, cats off next week. Dave Trent and I are gonna like just yeah. dive into like what is the what, what are the most depraved movies we can find. I'll be ready for it. I was not. Mm. This movie is disgusting. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I will say this, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the Japanese saw. Or, you know, what did we talk about? Uh, the guinea pig, too. It, it's very similar to, to very guinea pig, guinea too. Very guinea pig, yeah. But it, it Meat is... Meat grinder. It do, this movie is saying stuff. It actually is. Yeah. I think both movies we talk about are saying things. I just think it's not for the casual person to be, oh, you want to watch a movie about, like, these <laughs> themes? <laughs> you can direct them to plenty of other films. Grotesque, 2009. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not something like a co like if a coworker was like, I heard that you love horror movies. Like, what's one for me to watch? I would be like, The Ring, not grotesque. (laughs) I did really appreciate the flashback. I thought that brought a lot of heart to it. So this couple that we're talking about on their first date, they're not a couple. They they're just on a first date, and as they're walking away from the date, they decide they're going to be a couple, and then they get bludgeoned. Yeah, and then are tortured for an hour. Um, I appreciated the. The practical effects, I thought those were good. I really appreciated, and I can run down later in the uh, in the discussion, the succession of creative torture devices and yeah. things that are done to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> sure. a very mean movie, very mean movie, um, <laughs> yes. which I think is you know also kind of like an allegory of love. But uh, overall, I would never recommend this to somebody unless somebody we were talking in casual horror movie conversation and they were like. Have you ever seen like a Tros? Or if they tipped you that you were they in, they're you, in the extreme club. If they tipped you, I'd just pull up our <laughs> podcast or the trilogy of filth and be like, I got you. It's like how you get to know who the guy is that has drugs. You just like say things casually in conversation <laughs> and they reveal something like, Oh yeah, well have you got any <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, this is one to tiptoe around. It's great. I thought that like as serious and as brutal as it was, that the ending made me laugh. Oh yeah. It I t- I burst out laughing. Which is weird. It's a weird response to a film like this. Quite the journey, Trent. N- n- nice job, really. Uh, pulling a pulling a one eighty on mm-hmm. uh, on our vibe. Mm-hmm. This movie oh, goes. And, and also, I'm sorry. You're starting to make me worry, Trent, that you are the unnamed doctor. Yeah. Uh, oh. And that yeah. these are the kinds of things that excite you. So. Yeah. <laughs> Look, still smiling. Well, I mean, sometimes. To... No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> We get worried that you guys are turning into basic bitches and you're going to drink pumpkin spice lattes and make us watch. Uh, By you guys, Dave's looking at me movies. and Kat. Listen. That's right. That's right, Dave. I bring a millennial touch well, you know, to this podcast. Sometimes coming off from the other podcasts when we have these uh, the antithesis weeks where someone has done something and someone feels as though they need to come with a polar opposite and jam it down everyone's throats, I kind of look forward to them. But we always get friendlier when we get in here. You know, like leading up to it, like sometimes we'll be, you'll be really pissed about a movie you have to watch. Mm-hmm. And you're secretly savage 
because all this blood and gut stuff, you love it. You just don't like the emotional stuff as yes. much that the emotional turmoil. This is true. But you're always bloodthirsty. Like mm-hmm. we'll watch some fucked up shit and you'll be like, there's not enough gore. <laughs> I feel like the, you know, I feel like the gore um, kind of covers all that emotional trauma that I don't want to experience. Well, yeah, it's fun and it's shocking in like a, just a yucky, gross way. And yeah. this movie's very, it's yucky and gross, but there are a lot of feelings and you get the feeling that they're trying to shock you and they're trying to make you wince. And I like that about it. This style of Japanese horror is like, I've changed my whole attitude about Japanese horror because what I'd known was like these really fast paced action movies with over-the-top exaggerated blood and like cgi craziness and there might be a giant lizard you don't know like you could expect anything or like the paranormal the grudge like right that type of stuff the j-horror right. type stuff yeah and that, and that stuff to me is, is actually like a, a very dull for my attention span and the action stuff is too much in the other way this is right in the middle thank you trent Thank you very much. My jaw was dropped this week <laughs> watching these movies. Um, I watched this one second, and it does matter because either way, they they both like escalate to something that's almost equally as fucked up, and then you just you want to crawl into a box. A rated version of this movie is like impossible to find. It's like the opposite of like oh you're trying to find the director's cut or the extended unrated whatever. And this one, it's like, I don't even think, it says unrated on it, but I don't think it was ever rated. Not in, uh, it, it depends on the country. It's a yeah, little unclear. Yeah, this is banned or not banned. It, it's banned in England. Everything's banned in Norway. When is England just going to get with a program? <laughs> like, you know, it's, they've been like fighting this fight for so long, so futile. They have to run it by the queen first. <laughs> well, she's, she's gone. Dead. Let's go. Right. The king? <laughs> He'd probably be down with grotesque. We should bring this movie grotesque. to the king and say, you need to give this to the people. Um, yeah, it's great. This is one of my favorite villains, uh, human centipede level yes. villain. Uh, he's this like beady eyed creep. Uh, I absolutely hated him. Not only that, but he does. He goes back in his word, which it completely <laughs> breaks your heart because of what is hanging in the balance and how the love story evolves throughout it. Uh, it's mostly just about like loyalty and like to me, like that guy is just being a good dude the whole time, and he's all, he always has a choice whether the torture goes to him or. He just gives up and he won't be tortured anymore and they torture her. And they have a conversation in the beginning about would you die for me and this kind of thing. Oh, so so heartbreaking. There is a beauty mm-hmm. to it. But my favorite part about this, which is my least favorite part, uh, was that he gets them to the point where most people die in horror movies. You got no arm. You got stabbed in the throat, cut off your nipples. And then he's like, all right. I've decided I'm going to begin torturing you now. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck? You haven't well, begun? Well, he, he patches them up. Right. I really loved uh, the special effects. I think of the two movies, this one has a slightly maybe bigger budget or a little little bit better practical effects or CGI or just camera tricks. But this one is pretty clean Like uh, as far as like everything looks very real, especially the saws cutting off the fingers. Oh, uh, those are, that part scene. is yeah, yeah. so it's it like camera good. like shakes with it and oh. it's just stressful. But yeah, I love this movie. I love both movies. I my jaw was dropped. Like I hadn't heard of these movies, I hadn't seen them, mm-hmm. I hadn't read about them anywhere. Nice. This is why I do it. 
Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Dave. Same, same. I hadn't seen either of these either, and I was in such a, a blind rage from watching Evil Bong. I was like, uh, I was, I was, so, I, got, I should be clear. This, this really, I mean, I think that this is one of the most brutal, certainly one of the most brutal, depraved, sickest, and most graphic movies that we've seen. I, I don't want to, um, you know, dance around it. it. It is really awful. But, I, yeah. No, I think this is the one I've, you know, been this lucky enough. I've been lucky enough to take vacations from this podcast, and that's when you guys do your dirty work. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I... Uh, we didn't warn you this week. No. We usually warn you, and then Trent, well, Trent was vengeful. gave and- me an inkling before we even recorded last week. He was like, you're, you're going to fucking get it. Like, it's going <laughs> to well, be but rough. S- seriously, though, I uh, honestly, I wanted to cleanse my own palate. You know, when I have to endure some of the stuff that gets brought in here sometimes, I, I just personally, I need to to get back. I need to get back to True North. I need to find my Lodestar, whatever cliche <laughs> you want. I need to get back to me. Again, if this is your North Star, <laughs> I would like to record in a bigger room. It is. Or I would like to go back to being remote so it I'm is. not in the same place <laughs> oh as you. God. It is. Because in horror, it's very important to know the extremes. The To me, it's, it's an extreme genre. And so the extremes are even more important than in genres that are like being extreme is part of the nature of, of the beast to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really think about, you know, I've been thinking about like all the, the romantic elements in this and the way the relationship unfolds through the story. And I was thinking initially, I was thinking, well, you know, they fall in love at the end. They start on the first date. And at the end, they're in love, and they profess when they think he's going to let them go, and they're in his little hospital, and they're all patched up, and he's getting them better, and he's telling them how he's going to set them free and and give them his money. They then swear devotion to each other, that they're going to take care of each other after this ordeal, and it's really, you know, it's really sweet. But the more I think about it, the more the whole thing seems like a, a, a relationship allegory, where you meet, you hit it off... You decide you're going to go steady. You endure torture for a long time, and then at the at, at some point, you you've made the connection so strong that you've gotten through it. Any any like marriage or relationship that goes the distance ever has had to go through torture, and every successful relationship I can think of that I've ever known has had times where it was over. You're getting divorced. You're splitting up. You know, but. The ones that make it get through that, it almost seems like that's part of the nature of the beast. It's part of the whole point of it is to get through those things. So the more I think about it, the more the torture that they endure in this is kind of like that's life and and that's your seven-year itch and that's when you think it's almost over and all this. And then, you know, they, they do finally find that value and that reward in having gone through it and stayed together but not by choice. Well, I think that's what I was saying. Both movies have more to say. Both of these movies, kind of similar to what you just said. Yeah. Um, but, you know, do you need to portray it this way? <laughs> it's No, but no. it's nice if you can. <laughs> We're in the business of death, Kevin. I don't know where uh, you think you are. <laughs> I know. I wish I was getting more protest. I, mean, I know. These guys are, have gotten really broken like- down. Yeah, I feel like I I just feel like a beaten dog this week. <laughs> I don't know what to say. 
to your credit, I could only watch these one time. I'm watching it a second time now, but they are oh. a lot. I, I have to admit, too, that the first time I watched both of them, I was just vetting them to see if they were, were brutal enough. And I was watching a few things, you know, mm-hmm. just to make sure it could be the most brutal thing. And then after that, then I had to watch them again a little more seriously. So the second time through both of these, I can tell you, I was like, they stay with you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I might have overshot the mark a little bit. (laughs) Well, and like I said, I didn't have a ton of time. So I had a double feature. So this was back to back for me. Did you guys recognize the actress in this? Sugumi Nagasawa? Was she? Pretty good. Seen her before? Alligator Girl oh. from Tokyo oh, Gore. Oh, really? oh my wow. god! Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's one of my favorite characters in the, the Japanese. Yeah, style. that's her. She uh, was nice. in adult film at one point for a while, and then she's done uh, a couple different horror movies. She did Tokyo Gore Police. She did this, a movie called Zombie Hunter Rika. Uh, another movie I saw, I can't remember the title. Is something something Chained Part Two. And she's on the cover looking like it might be a, a, a mashup of the a adult sexy, stuff and the horror okay. stuff. Yeah. Well, speaking of porn, there's a good four-minute porn oh, sequence in this movie. But you know the nice... The squirting. Uh, the, you haven't seen that before. That was a bit... I, that might be the first... Bit it much. is the first squirting we've seen. Yeah. Well, on, on the this good show. thing about... <sighs> I hate you. The good thing about the doctor is that he'll jerk off anyone whether He's man or woman yeah that's yeah, right yeah. he had no problem sexually will, assaulting both of them you, yeah so that's you know that's nice it took me a minute to catch on the guy scene i was like what did i just see and then i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's what happens and he's yelling can you reach is that what he's yelling? like can you yeah. reach can you reach yeah, yeah. can the projectile reach uh. yeah the semen yeah well, Shiryashi is an interesting character. I don't, did you guys know that there was a crossover Ringu Juan Oh yeah. movie? I had no idea from not that long ago, like 2016, 17. It's on Shutter right now. He directed that. It's called um, Sadako versus Kayako, something like that. You guys are doing great. I haven't tried to pronounce anything. You guys are doing <laughs> really you. good tonight. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he he did this this supposed crossover like a Freddy versus Jason, but it's the Ring and the Grudge. Yeah. Huh. There may be more than one. Has anyone seen these? No. No. I, I, no I've, I, ne- I, I've never seen anything beyond the original The Ring and the original uh, Zhuan, The Grudge. There, there's actually, there was a great article in uh, Collider just over the summer about this guy and about the, um, he, he's kind of regarded by some people as a found footage master. Like he's done a bunch of found footage movies and it's been regarded as kind of, switching up the found footage genre including that movie the curse from 2005 and he often like plays himself he'll cast himself as himself in some of these movies i'm definitely looking forward to checking out some more um he said that his first film his first feature was uh, inspired by man bites dog he was like fresh out of film school and he did a Makes mockumentary sense. like same kind of style we talked about man bites dog mm-hmm. on our i think on our mockumentary episode feels like forever ago it sure does, doesn't it? Hey, we forgot to celebrate episode 150 last week. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's a milestone. Heck yeah. yeah. Nice job. It's. I think next month is our anniversary. It is our three-year anniversary on yeah. Valentine's wow. Day. Oh. I'm going to nice. get you guys something. These would have been good picks. I should have saved these for yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, you probably should have sa- <laughs> yeah, saved them. Yeah. Did you notice the um, the, the classical music waltz um, 
Blue Danbu or whatever it's called. From 2001. Yes. Yeah. So he, he likes, the mad doctor likes to put on classical music while he works over his patients. And uh, at one point he puts on that, that waltz is from the same scene that, or that's used in that scene in 2001. Dun, 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 yeah, while he's preparing to you know, torture. I think there was like a nice, what's his name? Pavarotti. There was a nice like. Pavarotti. Pa- Pavarotti. I didn't even notice it was an Italian sports car. That's dope. Um <laughs> Listen. But I like how the sociopaths always listen to like refined music. They have yeah. like a music palette of like classical opera. Unless you're like, Patrick Bateman and you listen to Huey Lewis in the news. You know? Yes. I will say this week, dicks get it. Mm. The dicks get it this week. Oh, this guy gets nails pounded through his scrotum, like Ooh, three, that was three a, nails. That was a close up. And they show a close up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gets his dick sawed off. Yeah, more scrotum than I've seen in any movie that we've <laughs> that I've ever seen. Actually, <laughs> I think it's I mean, even in porn, it's a little bit more hidden than in this. It's not usually close up like. Yeah, that. I know. It's very it's realistic. Just... It looks like a real scrotum. What planet is that? Where, where are they? <laughs> Speaking of two thousand one. <laughs> well, I have a little quote from the director I'd like to read okay. uh, regarding the ban. In England, the unrated version, they refuse to classify it. And it's still, I think, it's technically illegal to sell on DVD in England. Here's what Shiryashi had to say about that. Quote, as it happens, grotesque unrated version has been banned in the UK. I'm quite delighted and flattered by this most expected reaction from the faraway country. Since the film is an honest, conscientious work, made sure to upset the so-called moralists. In Japan, the unrated version is available on DVD. It's a suitable film for couples, so please take advantage and watch in your quality time. <laughs> okay. Nice. I can only agree. And, uh, you know, we've got Valentine's Day coming up. I think that Grotesque is a, uh, a great movie to get together with the one that you love. Think about all the torture you've been through. Think about how much more you can take. Trent is single. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next pick for Love from Japan is a movie from 2018 called Brutal. This is only on Tubi right now. Uh, some places listed as 2017, but if you go on Tubi, there are a surprising number of movies called just Brutal. I would never have imagined there would be so many. So go to Tubi, look up Brutal. It's listed as 2018. This is uh, written and directed by Takashi Hirose. I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll back you. This is uh, his first feature film. From what I can tell, he made three shorts that you can find leading up to this that are somewhat similar to this. This is a very similar story to the last movie, but there are even fewer characters. This just has man and woman and then a whole bunch of victims. So this starts out the story of a... Uh, Brutal serial killer. It's graphic right away. As mm-hmm. soon as I mm-hmm. started it the second time after watching Grotesque <laughs> for the second time, I was like, oh, my God. This uh, this is grimecore to mm-hmm. me. This is straight out grimecore. It is nasty. It is sleazy. It even has like a like a fake filter on it that makes it look like an old home movie, shaky cam. I mean, this makes you think of like Henry or even Man Bites Dog again, like 
kind of has that found footage vibe to it. Brutal serial killer, and he's just going wild, and he's really, really brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a second part of the movie. It's, uh, the movie is three parts. So the first part is the man. The second part is that there's a female serial killer, and she is also very brutal. Uh, she really likes uh, stabbing guys repeatedly in the groin over and over and over again after they're dead. It the really dicks get it this oh week. Oh my lord. And then there's a third act when the two killers happen to meet one another. That's where the romance begins. And that's where it gets into kind of some I think some themes about intimacy and themes about how one person relates to another or difficulties that people have relating to one another and making those intimate connections and keeping those connections in a healthy way. So again, I think there was a little bit more going on under the surface of the sick depravity and the graphic violence in this one. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. It's just over an hour. It's lean. It's incredibly mean. This was another uh, another movie I was very excited to discover, and I would highly recommend Brutal. When I first watched this, I texted Trent. I was like, oh, this is like the Japanese maniac from yeah. 1980, like the Tom Zavini kind of thing, because the very first part is like that, and then it, it changes up, and you get a different perspective. And I thought that, that was amazing. I love how um, this story is told. In that way, it reminds me a little bit of those anthology we watched during the trilogy of filth. That you King picked. of Death or Death King. King of Death, yeah, yeah. The German one, yeah, yeah. Jacques Butcherite. Yeah, this almost reminded me of that in the way the story was nonlinear and it it went from one character to another. This one was cheaper than the other one. You could definitely tell that there were some bad stabs. They have obviously have those knives that the the knife goes into the handle when you when you put it on someone and there's a whole bunch of parts where they're stabbing, but there's no blood and then there's no blood there later. But I did like this one, that kind of stuff with the grime makes me like, okay, these people are making this movie and it kind of like breaks the fourth wall for me when I'm watching something and I see those discrepancies, I start picturing a bunch of weirdos in in an apartment making this movie. Kind of a fixed location, but I like it when they go out into the city uh, and they have like these like monologues uh, around the city. And th- there's a whole section where there's like a dialogue that is uh, given just with downtown traffic. So I thought that was cool. I don't know if that was like a workaround for some footage they didn't get and they just did a voiceover. But for me, it worked. I got a little tired of the jittery camera. Yeah. After a while. Yeah. I expected when I went into them that the one from 2018 was going to be the one that had the crazy special effects that was going to be like better production, more expensive for some reason, or oh, they've just you know the technology changes every single month. So, but I was surprised to see the other one was actually a little bit more sophisticated. But I I liked Brutal as well. It is definitely it lives up to its name. Yeah, like you, Dave. I really hate knowing that something was likely shot on digital and it has a filter put over it in post like just shoot it on film but i understand budgets and editing and stuff like that obviously it's a lot easier with digital uh, i hated the fucking music i really hated the music in this movie and i would never purport to you know say what i think a director is going for but i think what the director was going for is like a fever dream that this whole thing is like 
you know, just really like he wants you disoriented the entire time, kind of like the mind of the serial killers. Um, you know, there's one point where the male serial killer is like holding the head of one of his victims and is talking to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which again, pretty <laughs> gross, but I kind of chuckled like, all right, buddy, you're fucked. Um, but hey, anything where you find like one, you know, serial killer and then there's another one and they meet up, I'm in for it. Uh, like there's a book called Serial by Jack Kilborn and Blake Crouch. They're two like, they're definitely um, pretty prominent authors, but kind of like, like a like a lower tier in the horror genre. And it's a it's a story about a serial killer like salesman that's driving and picks up a hitchhiker and is like, ha ha, this is my next victim. And it's like, no bitch. Um, I really like that stuff. Where, like you can pit two people. I mean, hell, I picked Freddy versus Jason on an episode. Mm-hmm. Got eviscerated for it. I like this type of stuff. Um, But rarely do you see something like this where it's a male versus a female. I love the three-act sequence. I think that was, like, really cool. And honestly, the final scene between the guy and the girl killers is... It's really long, but it's really really well done. And I really appreciated that. It's absolutely brutal. I think that both of these movies have a lot to say. It's just that... A large majority of the population is not going to want to watch these particular movies to get these messages. Another thing that I thought was really good in both of the male and the female killers, the the actors that played them, they do a really good job of sort of developing themselves with very minimal dialogue. Most of it is just through their facial expressions and their actions and their body language. Um, so for a real low budge movie like this, uh, nice job finding you know a couple people that could portray this. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. I definitely didn't like it as much <laughs> as uh, grotesque. Um, I might like, like you said, Dave. I might like it a little bit better if it was just a tiny bit more polished. Like I don't think, you know, just because you're going for the grime, it, you, you have to like go that far. Very Henry portrait of a serial killer yeah. vibe, even to the point where like I don't know if you remember the end of Henry. We think that he's found love. Right. Not the case. Right. And same here. If there was a point to this film, I don't think I got it. I don't think I understood this one. I'm not saying that there wasn't, but there was just, I think, too much going on for me to try and, uh, you know, pull pull any <sighs> um, meaning or back, like, underlying theme. Love, now I understand. Yes, man and woman. Uh, together conception. forever. Conception, yeah. Alternate ways that, to make babies. I we're hold on, we'll get to that. Yeah, this one started with a bang. I would say just like punching women in the face right off the bat. Right first the minute, gate. boom, 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 till you vomit, boom. Um, uh, after that, it's a whole lot of stabbing, as we've said. You know, whether it was fake or not, there was just. It, there were times where it did not look fake, and that was yeah. nice. Um, so I think we kind of got the vibe, even when it was the fake knife going in. Vagina stabs, we got penis stabs, we got beheadings. Um, just like anything that you could stab, I think, got stabbed in this one. Chili. Ch- chili. Yeah, he's cooking on the stovetop, cooking all the oh parts. My fucking yeah. God. I, see, I yeah. think I've just blocked. I wasn't even <laughs> drunk when I watched this movie. I was a little high. But I think I've just blocked a lot of these moments out. The love story comes in, you know. Um, 
I did read the synopsis of this one to kind of realize to you know figure out what I was what I was. Getting I was into. worried. Yeah, I was worried that you wouldn't make it to the end, and, and then you wouldn't get through all of this stuff. Yeah. To get to well, the- <laughs> you know, I got to the second act, and so I was like, all right, first one's over. Cool. That was a lot. It was um, kind of a relief at that point in the movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, a woman. Awesome. No, <laughs> not really. And then. Um, you get to the third act after you witness a woman. I, I think that was a question I had, too, because like I read the synopsis, and then I was like, oh, here's the guy. And I was like, "Did is this in the future? Did he grow some hair? Because I thought it was supposed to be the same character, because he seems to also be right. a killer of sorts. Yes. So I can't wait to talk about that and figure out what happened there. But then you get to the third act, and that's when I realized, oh, okay, obviously the other guy's dunzo so then they come together each thinking that they're going to murder the other one (laughs) yes so then it's a battle of stabs it's a stabby battle (laughs) i think the scariest and most terrifying part for me was just the the ugly crying from this man just for what seemed like minutes and upon hours whilst getting stabbed also because there's just stabs stabs on stabs Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. For this week. Hey, I, I'm, I'm happy you got yeah. through yeah. it, Kat. Thanks. I'm gonna give myself a round of applause. I, I kind of can't believe it. Yeah. Um. I know it was a, a malicious choice. <laughs> it um, wasn't. It, it was. Wasn't. No. You you said it was payback. In some sense. Um, but... Sick retaliation. Some <laughs> might say to my evil bong. But you know that's this is why we do it. But through that. Mm. Through the evil, the sin of vengeance, yeah, I, we've unveiled a really good movie that we never would have probably heard of. You know, mm-hmm. I called him last night and I was like, "What if Cat dies?" <laughs> <laughs> I was, and I'm a little disappointed to be honest. But... <laughs> that I didn't die. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I thought somebody might yell at me. Or I oh. wasn't even sure if Kevin could handle these. To be honest, oh. I was what? considering. Are you kidding me? Everyone's fine. Mutilation after. I don't watching know. This I was. Stuff. I had my hopes up. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I knew it was coming. Um, but yeah, I would like to talk about what was up with the second dude. The second dude was just a guy that she picked up to bring home and kill. But yeah. he was also a serial killer. No, or he didn't get murderous until he figured out she was trying to kill him. He found the knife. That wasn't his knife. No, that right. was confusing. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I so thought he was just, just all of a sudden just like, and now I have. No, nah, he knife. was fighting for his life. He was like, he uh, realized at that point. I that think she I was going to kill him. Yeah, oh, okay. I think he thought he was going to get some drugs, some some booze, yeah. some sexy time, okay. and then he was like, "Oh shit, I'm fighting for my life." I thought he was also a serial, and I was like, "How does she keep finding fucking serial I, I killers?" I love that whole sequence. is one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. There's no blood, no guts, no nothing. When the woman serial killer is out, she's at a bar, and this guy starts talking to her. This creepy, sleazy guy. That's one of the cool things about Act Two is when the woman is out there picking up her victims. They're all sleazy guys trying to hit on her, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Oh yeah, cool." And she just pretends to be into it, and then brings them home and kills them. And they're so they're so dumb because she's so out of their league. Yeah, that it's like, oh really? Think their you want, ticket has just come up. You want to take me home? Yeah, great. So uh, she they leave from the bar, and she's receptive to his uh, advances. And there's a whole long sequence where they're driving to her place, and he's driving, and he does this whole monologue about how he's lived uh, an evil and selfish life. And he feels it's all coming back on him now and all of this. And he has a lot of guilt, but he doesn't really want to change his ways. And she's telling him she thinks he's normal and this and that. The whole entire conversation is shot looking out of the car. 
So the only thing you see while they're having this conversation is the, if you were looking outside of a car, it's that point of view. You never actually see the actors during this whole monologue. And then, you know, they get back to her place and he realizes that she's about to kill him. So he attempts to kill her. Mm. Uh, but I thought that was really cool, especially for like a grimecore slasher like this to have that kind of scene I, th- I thought was interesting. And the, the chili thing you talked about, I was so grossed out. Like, <laughs> oh, we're going Dahmer on this. But all he's doing is this long sequence of cutting up his victims, cooking them, well, tenderizing yeah. them, cooking them, and flushing them down the toilet. To get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. So he so he cuts everyone up, smashes smashes their bones with a hammer in a bag, and the ultimate in the bathtub. Yeah, in the bathtub <laughs> while he's taking a bath in the bloody water. It's a full yeah, moon in their bath. Blood. And then he cooks yeah. them all. He cooks it all down on the stove and then dumps it down the toilet. Hey, there's a real case like that. It's pretty good. You've probably listened to an episode, Cat. Like back in the day, there there was a guy that was killing people yes. and flushing them and ended up clogging the drains. Yeah. and that's how he got caught. And he's like, oh, it's building. Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> it's human, human bones. Flesh. I also would like to talk about the bits of these people. Yeah, like talk about their little bits. Yeah, was this a self mutilation kind yeah. of a situation? Yeah. So they were serial killy before, and then decided that they couldn't perform in that way, and they only got pleasure from serial. Well, that, yeah, that's that's Is kind that of what the I'm thing taking from it. Neither of them can connect to other people normally normal intimacy mm-hmm. so it turns out it's kind of a reveal but this is an hour sure, long well, you know what you're getting into now if, if you've you're gonna watch much. i mean yeah if you're gonna so watch at the it, end, the, yeah. the killers both end up getting naked as they're trying to kill each other and it is revealed that he has cut his own penis off and she has sewn her vagina shut and also like it looks like she's sanded off her nipples it's she doesn't have neither of them have any sexual organs and that's when he starts to weep uncontrollably out yes. of happiness and joy, finding finding somebody that shares his perspective. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's like they, Ken and Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> and then they fuck. They like fuck Ken and Barbie style while they're stabbing each other. Oh, it's so yeah. gross. That's when I was like, "Are we done yet?" Now I know this movie's only an hour and fifteen minutes, but it can it can be done now. <clears throat> Romantic. It's a, lo- it's a long scene, too. This is not a short sequence. No. It was Immaculate Conception. I mean, maybe this is the way it went down in Bethlehem. Oh. Well, you, can- maybe, you know what I mean? If the, by the end, there's a touch of the stomach that indicates that she's with child or something. Oh, I was wondering That's- why you keep saying that. Was there? Yeah. Yes. She was holding her stomach like she was pregnant from oh, that. What's the movie? God. What's the car movie? The car yeah. fuck movie? Titan. It's just like, I thought oh it was God. Titan. Oh, good call. Wow. I didn't even get that. That's why she's, her facial expression, there's that whole thing at the end. Yeah. So right. is, she, is she pregnant yeah, with like a knife? Glowing, she's touching her stomach. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I took from it. Because there's that moment when he's like, I'm inside you right. with the knife. And she's right. like, I can feel it. And so then she did that. I was like, she's pregnant with a knife. Right. And then he dies wow. and she, that final scene is her aglow at the realization that she is now pregnant. She has- Which flips the whole the whole story on its head. It's almost like a resurrection yeah. kind of deal at she's the gonna end. Have to yeah. cut, wow. She's going to have to cut I mean, I was that. at the end of like two hours and like 20 something minutes of watching this so I was probably done really exploring themes and 
really, yeah. really keeping my eyes. I am I sorry, I, Kevin. I, it's, it's I am what, on it. No, I am so sorry. This is what I've you said, do. You guys know that you watch movies and do a podcast about it. I've, right? I've like, said plenty of good things about these films. I'm, I I'm, didn't listen. It's just funny to talk. I'm behind your Christmas tree, fast forwarding <laughs> at work. How <laughs> dare you? Hey, I watch movies while I'm driving. All right, so yeah, let's great. talk about yeah that. that, sir Titan over there. You, you can't always trust IMDb, but I, I love the tagline that they have listed for this movie because it is, people give blood, sweat, and tears to find true love. This is mostly about the blood. <laughs> that is good. That's a good one. Also, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just, I said right off the bat, I was unable to figure out the themes of this well, film. I, 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 think that the, I think the theme, well, he's he's like a pretty typical impotence killer, it seemed like to me. Yes. He, he can't find connection. He can't find sex and love and so he's he keeps saying to the victims um that they have to love him or that they, or do they understand do they have him? to understand him yeah. and they have to all devote all their love to him once they're dead they'll yes. all love him forever kind of typical like serial killer stuff but i think that there's some other stuff going on that ex- that expands on that there are some conversations like there is a couple in line at the pharmacy where the killer is waiting in line and they're having this conversation about men and women and the guy is telling the girl that men are weak that women want men to be strong and you think that we're strong but really we're we're weak you know but it's hidden and then there's another conversation with a random couple in a cafe much later on and they have like a a, a similar relationship type of discussion about men and women. The the guy's theory is that m- men and women are so different that they'll never really understand each other. A man and a, and a woman will never fully understand each other. And he's having this conversation. And these are just little like aside scenes that they show with, with sort of peripheral, you know, one scene characters. So it, it really just all is coming back to that ability to experience healthy intimacy. And in the end, you know, they find the one other person that you know, they can do that with. And I like the way they show that when they go from the man to the woman because the victims, he has to like be charming and like try to, you know, get his victims or whatever, but they're just kind of like running to the woman. <laughs> like they're just, if she wants them, her victims are there. Uh, that's an interesting dynamic between uh, the two sexes. But um, I think you're right, Kevin, about like the fever dream aspect of it. I think there's a lot of it that is supposed to be either interpreted as like a mental illness that we're experiencing through the lens or that it's just supposed to be open for interpretation and be fucked up. That's what that last scene did to me anyway. I was like, okay, again, I have no idea what to believe at this point. That came across to me and I didn't even catch the whole she thinks she's pregnant or she is. I think another aspect of it is for this one, you know, in grotesque, it's like the the doctor. He's never going to find satisfaction. Like we we don't even know what he, he's, he's looking for. Similar thing, right? He can't. Well, right. but in this one, I think there's like a, an underlying theme of these two very very fucked up people that are like searching for like the perfect partner, and they find somebody as broken as them, and it's still right. not going to work. Right. It you doesn't know, work. It's, right. It's it does not work because one of them dies, but they do conceive. I guess. Is our mortality really the most important thing? I mean, do we have to prior to prioritize our mortality over everything else? What do you mean? I mean, maybe they did. You know, maybe it was a happy oh, ending. They right. yeah, sure. ascended to some astral plane of sure. uh, violent sex. I think there's also, I think both of these movies are talking a little bit about like traditional gender roles, especially probably in, in, the, in the culture where the movies are made. 
we talked about in Grotesque where the guy says he will die for his first date, and then throughout the movie as he's being tortured, the, the mad doctor keeps asking him if he wants to take more or if he wants him to torture the woman. And he, even though this is a, a virtual stranger, they've been on one day, he has to keep saying through the whole movie, yes, I'll keep torturing me, torture me. And he has to basically follow through on what was kind of a joke on the date about dying for her. Kind of, I thought there were some similar dynamics in this movie, especially those conversations where they're talking about men and women and relationships. I think there's a lot of sort of like questioning traditional gender roles in this. And there's also a really heartwarming scene where the guy serial killer gives the rest of his dinner to a homeless guy. So does she. Oh, right. So both of them are. Both of them are shown really, in different scenes. They're helping uh, society. Yes, yeah, stopping on the street, and there's the same. It's the same homeless guy, and they both give him money. That's the one act of kindness that they're each shown doing in the movie. I also, I really loved how they meet each other. The The two killers, they just are happen to be on the same street. They're just walking out on the sidewalk and it's totally unspoken. They just start walking next to each other and they don't even talk and they just sort of hook up at that point and they're just walking together and they just both know what they're doing. They both know they're going to his house. Boom. She thinks she's going home with him to kill him. He thinks he's bringing her home to kill her. And they just walk into his place. And then she sees all the stuff going on. And then at that point, the battle is on. That was a really good battle, I thought. Mm -hmm. This also has a lot of... Um, I, I think we have found, I think you guys would agree with me, in a lot of the most brutal movies, punching, just bare, good old-fashioned bare-fisted punching is one of the most difficult things you can watch. It's like worse than the chainsaws and the scalpels and the and the entrails being torn out. Martyrs has a lot of that. I think that's one of the most disturbing things about martyrs are those extended fisticuff scenes where you have to watch somebody just be punched over and over. This movie has a mm -hmm. lot of that. It, mm -hmm. it is very difficult to well watch. when you're getting into like these extreme movies like both of these are obviously I think you know you go back and you think about take Friday the 13th from last week or a lot of the slashers that we watch or a lot of the the horror movies that we watch that aren't extreme it's like one stab kills them uh, one this kills them these extreme movies are like they're gonna stab you a hundred times Mm -hmm. um, or they're going to punch you in the face a whole bunch so before they many get the knife times. out. Oh my um, God. It's, it, the, the realism is pretty, it's pretty yeah. jarring. I just really I realized that I like torture because I was just thinking like, <laughs> yeah, I like it when they die slow and not fast. Like when it's just over in a second, I'm like disappointed and then they've been stabbed a hundred times and they're missing some limbs. Then I'm like, oh, that's cool. This is good. I like torture. This is good. Uh, there, I said it. I, Thanks. Well, I think it just, it lends to the the realism. In these extreme, you know, if you're going to be extreme, which these movies are trying to be extreme, here we go. Uh, you know, you, Every time you, I turn around, <laughs> I know. there's something going on Kat's back there. just swiveling in her chair by the screen, and every once in a while, the chair swivels enough so that she can see it, and she sees something terrible every time. <sighs> Sorry. Brutal has it scene after scene. 